the book of Second Kings, we're going to get right into the word, chapter 4. We've already read it, uh, and I'll, I'll read it again. And uh, I'll, I'll, as I said, I'm not going to stay too long, but I might just use today to, to build the introduction. And uh, I might need to take another Sunday and really uh, take my time with this. Uh, I would really love to um, probably take the whole month, amen, uh, and, and work this message out. Hallelujah, because it's a, a pretty broad message, amen, but I want to encourage somebody today, hallelujah, so I'm just going to build the intro today and uh, send you on home happy, hallelujah, glory to God, and so for the first time, and if you know how I do, uh, whether you're watching online, you can write it in the chat, uh, or whether you're in the sanctuary, look at your neighbor, because I talk to uh, my, my neighbors, amen. Uh, I want you to know we talk to one another in church, amen. And sometimes you will hear me say, talk to your neighbor, amen. And so you've got to talk to your neighbor on my cue, though, all right? All right. And so uh, for the first time today, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. Behind closed doors. Look at your other neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. Uh, something's going on behind these doors. Amen. Uh, and so this will be the topic for today and possibly next week. Amen. And possibly for the whole month. Uh, amen. I really would love to bring some doors behind me, but I don't know if... Uh, Pastor Martin will allow me to do that. Uh, I want some doors with some chains on it, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Amen. Uh, but we have already read, and so today we are going to build it from the book of 2 Kings chapter 4. Amen. Uh, a familiar passage of scripture. If I get the time, we would go over to the book of John, but you don't have to head there yet. But let me just read one more time, 2 Kings chapter 4 and verse 1. Now there cried a certain woman, uh, the wives of the sons of the prophets Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor now has come to take unto him my sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What do you want? for me to do. Tell me, what do you have in your house? And uh, she said, thy handmaid hath not anything in the house, save a pot of oil. Then he said, go borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not just a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee, upon thy sons, and shall pour out into all those vessels, and sh thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons, who brought them the, the vessels to her, and she poured out. Father, I just want to tell you, thank you one more time for your word. I pray that you you honor it and bless it, bless your people for for even hearing. And I pray, God, that each person who has heard uh, under the sound of my voice uh, the word of God that they would leave out of this place in a new mind transformed God uh, those who have come thirsty and hungry I pray God that you will give them nourishment to their bodies to their spirit 
God, those looking for a miracle, I pray today, God, that you will work out a miracle in their life. In the precious name, the name that is high above every name, the name of Christ Jesus, our King. Hallelujah. Uh, we are in the Word of God here, and uh, the Lord's been really ministering to me, speaking to me about uh, this challenge of being behind uh, closed doors. It's, uh, it's something for each and every person. It works differently. Uh, it's, it's something that we have to figure out where we are positioned, where, we, where do we line up ourselves right now in God. Are we, are we living to the fullest potential? Are we uh, working our best capabilities? There are a whole lot more to life uh, than what we are experiencing right now. But there are some, there are some, there are some, whether they are saved or sinners, whether they are believers or unbelievers, whether they're family members, whether you're your sons, your daughters, the pastor, the, the praise team, the musician, there are some people who have gone through an extent, a period in their life where it seems like it has been a, a pure turmoil. I don't know if you've ever been there. Uh, you've been praying to God, looking for God, and it seems like God has not been answering. It seems like there is no God. We question ourselves and say, God, where are you in the midst of what I'm going through? Uh, I believe if, uh, if uh, Jonah was here, Jonah could testify about it a little bit, being behind closed doors, amen, uh, put into a fish's belly. And the Bible says that Jonah was brought down to the bottom of the sea, amen. Uh, he, he was brought down to the bottom by the fish. Jonah's ministry did not start uh, per perfect in front of people on the ship, but uh, Jonah's ministry got perfected down in the fish's belly at the bottom of the mountain, the Bible says. And uh, I know oftentimes preachers preach being at the top of the mountain where it's all cold and it seems all nice and you can see the green grass, hallelujah, and the fruit trees blossoming at the top of the mountain. That's when you reach the peak of your life. But, but have you ever been at the bottom of the mountain? Have you ever been there? Have you ever been positioned in your life? It just seems like it's stuck between these four walls, amen. You're, you're in a closet. You're in a room all by yourself. No one can hear your tears. No one can see you crying. No one understands anything that you're going through. This is the place where it looks like you are about to forsake everything. Uh, it's between the rock and the hard place uh, as to what we, we tend to call it. We have to recognize, uh, amen, a few things. Uh, being behind closed doors, uh, how did we get there? Look at your neighbor for the second time today and say, how did I get here? How did I, how did I get here? What did I do wrong? Uh, because ultimately, this is what it is. We, we start questioning ourselves. What did I do to deserve this? What did I do? Did I commit sin? Did I uh, look inside of 
my family line and we look down the tree, did it come from the mother? Did it come from the father? Did it come from the grandma? Did it come from the grandfather? How did my life end up in this way? I don't know what I did to deserve it. Why? Because you've been coming to church all your life. You've made it to every prayer service. You've gone to every fasting service. You've, you've signed up for the Bible trip here and Bible bingo even you've gone to. You've, you've been making it out to the revival service. You've sown your seed and you pay your tithes when you come into the house of God. You've been faithful over a few even where everything concerning the house of God is concerned. But, but something just doesn't add up. Hallelujah. The, 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 the line of your servitude with God and the lifestyle that you are living right now is not connecting. Hello, somebody. Uh, I don't know if I'm preaching to the walls today or if I've come to help somebody out. Don't worry, I won't keep you for too, too long. Uh, we're just building the intro to what we're getting into. Hallelujah, Jesus. And so it seems like uh, uh, somewhere along the lines, uh, there happened to be a disconnect. Uh, hallelujah, Jesus. The preacher said uh, that if you paid your tithe, that you would live your fullest blessing. And you walk out of church, uh, and you get into a life of hell. Uh, and you sow your seed every day. Uh, hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus, and it still seems like money still can't come. After the preacher man told you, come on and repeat money come it five times, and, and you said it 20 times, and it still can't come into the bank account. Can I preach in the real in the house of God? You're, you're still living from paycheck to paycheck. That's if you have one, uh, because you're still waiting on God to bless you with the job. You're still waiting on God, and you've been faithful. Hallelujah. Of Jesus. Ah, but there reaches a point in our life with God. There reaches a point in our life with God when God ultimately folds his arms over nothing that you have done. But sometimes when you pray and you ask God, God, make me perfect. Uh, we pray and we ask God, God, make me mature. And we pray and we ask God, God, give me peace. Help me to be humble. And all of a sudden we realize God doesn't say nothing. And when we think that God is not moving and God is not operating, ah, that's when we make a sad mistake. Because the moment that we start praying and asking God to give us a praying spirit and help me to be humble, that's the moment when God starts to subtract things out of your life. All of a sudden people that were supposed to be with you until the very end, and we realize these very same people have now dissipated from out of our lives. People who said that I'm going to be here uh, through the thick and the thin. Well, where are they right now in your life? Right now, this moment in your life, when you're going through the hardest time of your life, the very same people who said uh, that anytime you need me, just pick up the phone and call. And now when you call them, 
all you hear is you have reached the voicemail of brother so and so I'm sorry I'm not here to take the message right now but leave your name and your number and someone will get back to you after the sound of the beep and if you're like me you don't even check your answering machine three four months down the line and don't even realize that somebody called you all don't want to be real today but that's all right I'm going to help myself anyhow Glory be to God. And so the moment that we start praying and asking God, God, work this out for me. Hallelujah. The way that we think that God is going to work it out is not the way that God has it planned out for us. Just because you want to come to God and say, God, I want you to bless me this way. And I need it done in this order. And you'd like to tell God. From A to Z, exactly how you want the blessing to come, and exactly what it should look like, and the time that you need it to come. And if it don't come by a certain date and a certain time, then God forget about you. I don't need it anymore after that date. And we like to dictate to God how we want things done. But is there anybody in here under the sound of my voice that can pray, Lord? Jesus, any way you bless me, I will be satisfied. It doesn't matter if it shoots up from the ground. It doesn't matter how many people want to walk out of my life. Any way you bless me, Jesus, I will be satisfied. Pull on your neighbor for the first time tonight and say, neighbor, 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 neighbor. Anyhow he blesses me, I'll be satisfied. Uh, look at your other neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. You might still be waiting on your blessing. Uh, but as for me and our house, uh, I'm going to get what I need from God today. Uh, clap your hands and give the Lord a praise right here. Well, so here we find ourselves in a situation and we have to calculate in our life we have to calculate mistakes and we have to calculate judgment and we have to calculate father god how did i end up in this position how did i get here god you promised me houses on a thousand land and god you have me living hallelujah in a cardboard mansion hallelujah jesus I've got to use the washroom on the outside of the house. How did I end up here, God? You said if I sow my seed, that you would bless me with a job. And I'm still, God, on the welfare system. I don't know how I got here, God. God, you made me so many promises. And you have to now recalculate your steps and see, well, what did I do to be in this position? You promised me a good husband a good wife, a great family, but God, things are just not adding up for me, and I want to know what did I do wrong to deserve this punishment. I don't know if you've ever talked to God like that before, but sometimes I get real angry with God. Hallelujah, Jesus. I had a talk with God last night, and I said, God, everybody likes to tell me how good I can preach 
and how good I can do this and God I never see it and I always go back home and I'm always hard on myself and when I look at my apostle my chief apostle and I watched him last night preaching the gospel and working out a miracle service and I said God I want some of that anointing I want to be exactly like that I want you to use me in the greatest capacity and I found out, uh, hallelujah, Jesus, uh, I went to my bed, uh, hey, glory to God, uh, and I was caught up in a vision, uh, hallelujah, Jesus, uh, and I said, Lord, what am I doing here, uh, and he took me into a kitchen, uh, and I knew that something was not right, uh, and uh, the Lord stood up inside of me, uh, and he said to sing, uh, and I said, God, uh, how do you want me to sing a song in a strange land? It's something about the atmosphere that was not right. And I said, God, why did you bring me to this place? I know it's just a kitchen and it's set up just in our house. But something inside of my spirit just would not leave me alone. It was only me by myself. Nobody was fear. It was just me and God. And he said, son, I want you to sing to me. And I began to sing to God. I'm not no singer. I don't have no CDs. I've never won a Grammy and I've never won an Oscar. But I just sing unto God because I know it's beautiful in his ears. And I began to sing and worship God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory be to God. Pastor Chris, come right up here for me for a real quick. And when I got there, I began to sing. And something still began to trouble me. And I was making potatoes. And I put the potatoes in a pot to boil. And I walked away. And still just something was not right in my spirit. And God, have mercy, Jesus. I turned around. And while I was turning, it was as though I had eyes at the back of my head. And I was watching, even though I did not turn my head. I could still see the pot on the stove that I left. And I said, God, something is not right here. My spirit just would not leave me alone. Hallelujah, Jesus. And all of a sudden, I knew when I left the stove that I had turned the stove off me how I was walking to the fridge and I'm telling you a vision I'm going to tell you what it means ask me how I was walking to the fridge and all of a sudden fire started to come up and catch the pot on fire and everything just started to burn and I quickly turned around and I ran to the stove and just at that moment when I got very close to the stove something 
something grabbed me and flung me against the wall and I hit my head and I saw the reason why God told me to sing the song. I understood the reason why God said, I want you to sing to me because there was another spirit there that just would not leave me alone. I knew the presence was there. I felt it in the atmosphere. And I said, God, what do you want me to do now? And all of a sudden, he took me outside and there was a lineup of people. Hallelujah. And in the lineup of people, there came someone like a drill sergeant, almost like how in the army they would line up the troops and the sergeant will go down to each and everybody and walk by them. There was a drill sergeant walking down the line and uh, by the time he was coming, I could see him coming and my spirit just was churning. I just was, I was just on fire. I was ready. I was, I was pumped up. Uh, and they just would not leave me alone and something began to turn and when he finally stood in front of me I began to see fire I began to release a fire from God a fire from heaven because I knew exactly that spirit that met me in the kitchen is that same spirit that tried to present himself in front of me and I said today you will burn and Hallelujah, Jesus. Uh, Bishop, why did I tell you this story? I'm so glad you asked. Because oftentimes, we ask God for things. And when we expect God to work it out the way we want him to, uh, it's not the way that he expects. And when I said to God, God, I want to be just like my apostle. I did not have to wait 24 hours. I did not have to wait three days or seven days. God said, if you want it, I'm going to train you for it right now. Now is the time that you're going to possess the fire. Now is the time that you're going to receive the double portion. God said, if you want it, it's yours for the asking. And I said, God, I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it. Hallelujah, Jesus. I went to my bed and my wife was doing her, my daughter's hair and I got the bedroom all to myself and I got up when I when I finished watching the apostle and I said God, I closed the door behind me and I said God, look here God it's just me and you and I know I have to fight for some things that I want from you and I'm ready to throw down right now God because some of you, you're too pretty and you're too cute and you say I'm not talking to God like that but I went to God yesterday with an attitude and I got angry with God and I said God I'm tired of preaching the same gospel but you better do something new in me let me bring me back to the place where I'm driving the devil out bring me back to the place where the blind is healed bring me back to the place where the sick is delivered. Bring me back to the place where water is parted. Take me back there, Lord, to the place where I first received. Anybody want
on it real bad. I began to fight God. I began to wrestle with God. And I said, God, you've got to take me higher in you. As the deer pants after the water, God, I want it real bad. I shut the door and I said, Father, it's me and you now. And I'm about to roll up my sleeve. And I know I'm going to lose anyway, God, because I can't fight you. I can't wrestle with you because you can do bad all by yourself. But this just goes to show you how serious I am about it. How badly I want the anointing. How bad I want you to take me higher in you. And I shut the door and I said, God, I want now for you to go down and forget about everybody else. Oh, church, let me tell you, I became selfish last night. Generally, the bishop is praying for Sister Kayan and Pastor Kim. And Bishop is praying for Brother Tony and Pastor Chris. But I said, God, I need your attention for about one hour. And I need you to forget about everybody else and zoom in on me. Slap your neighbor and say, the bishop was angry last night. Hallelujah, Jesus. And I said, God, I've got a need. I've got a want. I don't want a house because I've got one already. I don't need a fancy car. My wife drives a BMW. I don't need a pilot. There's already two of them on my driveway. I don't need a wife and I don't need children. I've got a nice job and I've owned a couple of businesses. God, I'm satisfied. But there's just one thing that is lacking in my life, God. I really, I just want you to do one thing for me, God. And that's what I want. I want more of your power. I want more of your glory. Some of you, you can be there and waiting and praying for your house. You don't have to be like me. You can pray for your car. You can pray for your finances. But as for me, I wanted God to do something for me where I can fight the enemy. I wanted God to do something for me where I can defeat the devil and win every time. Where all I have to do is call on the name of Jesus and the devil will flee. Every knee must bow and every tongue must confess that Jesus is Lord. All I want is a little more power from God. A little bit more power that will keep me for the rest of the year. God, all I need is just a double anointing that when I stretch forth my hands, the sick will be healed. That when I tell somebody to catch it, they shall receive it and it shall be done. Clap your hands and give the Lord a praise. How bad do you want it? Hallelujah, Jesus. How bad do you want it? One of the first things Jesus teaches his disciples. Hallelujah. He said, don't be like the hypocrites who get out in the street and pray and want everybody to see that they're praying. But he said, when you pray, you've got to go into your closet. Hallelujah, Jesus. And 
ask of the Father. I've not even gotten to the book of 2 Kings yet. But he said, get into your closet and begin to ask of your Father. Nobody needs to know, hallelujah, what happens behind the closed doors. Uh, over the next few, maybe days or weeks, Sundays, I might get to you, hallelujah, what is taking place behind the closed doors. But one of the first things, amen, that I want you to do is slap your neighbor and make them feel it real good. And say, neighbor, 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 God is cooking up some oil behind these doors. Hallelujah, Jesus. Just because you thought, hallelujah, that you were going behind the door to give to God, God said, no, 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 no. You're coming behind the door so that I can give to you. Clap your hands and give the Lord a praise. God says, I'm cooking the oil. I'm cooking the oil. I don't even know what it takes to cook oil. But God says, I'm cooking it. Because he sees you are coming. He knows you are coming. And God said, I've been at the stove cooking. I've been waiting on you, says the Lord. The oil is cooking. It went down to the press. And I got the oil. And God says, all I need is for you to step into the closet. All I need is for you to come in so that I can open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that there isn't even room to receive. All I need is just a moment of your time. How bad do you want it? You've got to want God. You've got to get into the closet. Shut the door behind you and say, God, I'm ready. I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready. I don't know how many of you are ready for this. Ah, but something is happening behind closed doors. Hallelujah, Jesus. I don't know what it is, but something's happening behind closed doors. Glory be to God. A transformation is getting ready to take place. Hallelujah, something has got to happen. But slap the neighbor for the last time. And say, neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. I guarantee when you come out, hallelujah, of the closet, you're going to have more power than you've ever had before. You're going to have more anointing than you've ever had before. God says when you come behind these doors, I'm about to veil you. I'm about to wrap you. I'm about to cover you. I'm about to loose you into another realm. God says come on in. Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm getting everything ready for you. The Bible says, and I'm going to paraphrase it, and we're going to get out of here. The Bible says, in the book of, I believe, in Genesis, that there was a great flood that began to take place. We know it as the flood of Noah. Hallelujah. 
And the Bible says, glory be to God, that two of each animals went into the ark. And he said, go and tell the people that a flood is getting ready to come. And those who believed went in. And those who did not believe stayed out. And the Bible says, after the animals got in there, and after Noah and his family got in there, the Bible says that Noah did not shut the door. Noah's wife didn't shut the door. Lot never shut the door. The auntie and the uncle did not shut the door. The bird did not come and grab the chain and shut the door. The giraffe did not come and shut the door. As strong as the bull cow is, the bull didn't shut the door. But the Bible says, can you imagine it just for a moment? Sitting there in an ark and all of a sudden you see this big massive door just rise up from off of the ground and slammed and shut in. The Bible says that God shut the door and shut them in. Can I tell somebody today that God says I'm having everything already laid out for you. I prepared a table in front of your enemies. I prepared everything and I've set the stage. And God says I'm about to shut you into a place that you can receive my divine favor. That you can receive my divine glory. I'm about to shut you into a place where Satan can't do you no harm. I'm about to lock you into a place where when the enemy thought that you he can touch you, you go say the blood of Jesus. I'm about to lock you into a realm where not even your neighbors and your friends, your mother nor your father, your sister or your brother can snatch you out of this place. God says I'm about to shut you in to a place where it's just you and God now. It's been everybody else for a long time, but now is the time. God says, I'm about to release a favor on you. I'm about to release a glory on you. Slap your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm not getting ready to die here. I'm not going to get ready to die here. But I've got higher heights, deeper depths, another level. Slap them and say, another level. Slap them and say, another level. Another level, another level, another level. I've got to get to another level in God. And so anytime you're at the same place for too long, you've got to get irritated and tired. Hallelujah, Jesus. Anytime you do the same thing for too long, it's got to trouble you, especially when there is no result. Hallelujah, you keep on doing it in vain. And that's why I had to get to God and say, God, something has troubled my anointing. And I need more from you. And God looked back at me. He didn't even 
an answer but he put me in a vision and said it is yours and from after I left that line God took me on a world tour and I began to cast out devils devils and demons out of people come on here somebody I said God this is what I'm talking about I want to pray for somebody and they receive a healing power I want to tell the devil to back off of the family and he shall flee come on here somebody I need something from God I'm tired of the same way I need a new anointing I need a new prayer I need another level I need a new water I need a new fire I need to burn all over again I need all over again do it again Lord do it again send the revival and revive my heart revive my spirit revive my body touch me from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet do it again Lord do it again Hallelujah, Jesus. And so what he does, God has to shut us into a place so that we can't run away. Hallelujah, because running is something that some of us are good at. We like to run from God. But wait a minute. Weren't you the same one that asked God to bless you? And just because it didn't come the way you wanted it, now you want to run from how God is about to bless you. Look here, let me serve notice to the church. This is why God has to shut us in sometimes. Because he knows that we would run away if we were to see exactly what our life was fulfilled of. Some of us would take another road if we knew the path that we were going to be in today. We would have done another route. We would have taken another job. We would have bought a different house if we had known that it would have been so much trouble and so God says I'm going to shut you in and you're going to learn what faith is you're going to learn what hope in God is you're going to learn what trusting me is you're going to learn from me come on somebody you got to learn God understand him God has to take you to a place where he can reveal to you. He has to set you down and so say, this is what you want and this is how you're going to get it. And so he puts an increase in your faith. He puts a fire in your belly. He puts a river in your stomach and says, this is what you wanted. Here it is. It's yours. Oh my, 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 my. Stand to your feet. We've got to get on out of here. Hallelujah to Jesus. One more time, say something's happening behind closed doors. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, something's happening behind closed doors. Ah, ah. 
we, 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 we still behind the door. We still going to be behind the door next week Sunday. We, we, we going to stay behind the door maybe for a good few weeks. Hallelujah, Jesus. Because something's happening behind the door. Slap your neighbor real good and say, baby, don't try to open the door too early. But you've got to stay there. Stay behind the door. Hallelujah, Jesus. got to stay behind the door because if we come out prematurely we will die we'll lose our way hallelujah Jesus but we've got to stay behind the door until God is finished with us bless the name of Jesus and so don't get too worried for where you are at right now because it won't always be like this it won't always be like this. Hallelujah, Jesus. Father, right now, just lift your hands to heaven. Father, right now we pray. Glory to God that everybody who is under the sound of our voice, today, God, make this a new day, a new step for your people, God. God, I pray that you give them a new strength, a new level of anointing. God, I'll pour inside of them something that they've been longing for and looking for. Father, I'll put in something, some, something in them, Father God, that they've been hungry and thirsty for. Transition somebody's life today. Father, in the name of Jesus, transition somebody's life today. As we look to you, our hope, our glory, our faith looks up to you, God. In the precious name that is above every other name.